And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Mythbits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks, and this is episode 153. Welcome. Welcome to the World of Mythbits podcast. I am not alone this time. How have you guys liked that, though, where I just speak at length about my neurotic thinking? Because it hasn't changed much. Because comments in the comment box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's funny. Um, on my own time, I think we're all, we all think we're very interesting <laughs> and entertaining people. And then... I just start talking into the open air and I suddenly realize that I am a very boring person. I get very obsessive over things. I just, I, I hyper-focus on, on, and I know I use that term loosely because it's not so much hyper-focus. It's literal obsession to where I have it in my mind that I, I want to do something. And it just eats me alive. Okay, I'll get into it a little bit in a That's minute. That's where me... true talent comes from. Oh right my there. gosh, hold on. I'll go over it in a second. Let me get through the housekeeping first and foremost. Uh, <laughs> all right. So first of all, uh, the business plan for 2022 is in progress. Uh, it's being worked on, uh, discussed, figured out, all those fun things. I'm excited to see what's to come for the new year because it still baffles me that we are already we are already almost done with November. We are looking for new guests to come to PCE 2022 and if anyone has any ideas or suggestions go ahead and send an email to Rebecca R-E-B-E-C-C-A underscore Illich I-L-I-C-H at P-C-E-H-D Com. I was talking to my nephew, and I'm going to bring it up to Rebecca, about there's this game that my nephew's, it runs in the family, uh, obsessed with called Genshin Impact, and the voice actors are very delightful people. So uh, it's it's got its own little cult following, kind of Persona 5-ish little cult following. Okay. But I'll talk to Rebecca about that later. Okay. Pre-orders for the World of Myth 2022 calendars will be available on the World of Myth magazine starting with issue number 102. And MythMart is gearing up for a massive site-wide Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale on everything. Can I speak? And... The World of Myth Anthology Volume 4 is on track for its December release. And finally, starting with issue number 102, the World of Myth Bits podcast will be included into the magazine. I get it in my brain to do things. And so now we're, we're getting ready for Christmas. 
uh, I went ahead and I, I, I said, screw it. And I got myself a black Christmas tree because uh, I have I have an appearance to keep up. And <laughs> uh, I've just wanted a black Christmas tree. And I think the whole idea of it is really cute and silly where you set it up for Halloween and then you decorate it all Halloweeny, and then Christmas time rolls around and then you redecorate it Christmas time or whatever you add, subtract, multiply, do whatever. Decorate while watching Black Xmas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or Krampus. Oh, Krampus. So I got myself a black Christmas tree. I have a whole color color story I'm ready for. Anyway, uh, that also incites in me just this need to clean, <laughs> like clean. And I'm only just now kind of making a dent just because I haven't done like a good deep clean in a minute. When it comes down to, it's it's just this like idea of of a desperate refresh, I guess, where it's like I've been wanting to kind of rearrange change around my space for like a while and it's 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 hard it's hard to do because you know space is limited we're in a smaller house and you know there's of course so many things I want to do but point is that's where I'm at you know 20 well 18 to 20 hours a day depending that's where I'm at most of the day I just really wanted to actually take the time and just refresh it so I'm a little out there at the moment (laughs) just because I've I've got so many things running through my brain that I need to do that I need to get done because I want to set the Christmas tree up in a timely manner and I need I need this man over here to get the lights up it's it looks like it's our turn to put up the lights (laughs) because you have like one house down the street the house across the street across from us and then it looks like it's our turn so we need to get on that Uh, so I never understood that tradition of setting up the Christmas tree like the day of Christmas or like the day before Christmas you know you know know, something I heard that I find interesting about traditions is a tradition is something a boomer had done once (laughs) (laughs) okay so somebody explained it to me I get I think about it it's like like if there's no tradition or anybody to show you the tradition it would be It does nothing. not exist. Well, also, okay, on that note, like, because I've only seen, I've never heard that from anybody else. I've only seen that mm-hmm. in the media, in film, TV, etc., where it's like they just get the Christmas tree the day before Christmas. But even in, in I Love Lucy, where uh, the Christmas special, they, they get the tree... And it's the the it's Christmas Eve. They they're little Ricky is not even involved in the Christmas tree. Uh they do it after he's gone to bed and everything or well, maybe it's like right before he goes to bed. And then after he goes to bed, they decorate the tree. Well, they have to trim the tree, which turns into a whole thing, and then they put the decorations on it and everything. And so <laughs> it's like, was it let's take let's take origins and and you know, otherwise older traditions out of it but it's like was it was it done as like a story concept where it's like you you set your like because it just it it looks good 
in film and TV to do the Christmas tree the day before Christmas. Well, probably, but also because the trees are going to be sucking the nutrients up through that stem system. So you got to put preservatives because the tree's not going to live that long. And that's why. No, they no, no. That's what I mean. We're not ta- we're not talking about that, mm-hmm. you know, because I get that. Like, you know, I get Dickens and all that. You know, it's I get the the older takes on it, even, you know, going back to religious concepts of Christmas and everything because the Christmas tree right. you know it's it's saying it you know today it's a nice little to have the the biggest prettiest Christmas tree that's not from a lot uh, <laughs> I say this because growing up I had like a 10 foot Christmas tree uh and and the joke was that it just stayed up year round because we had nowhere to put it <laughs> you know so it's it's one of those you know it's kind of evolved a bit you know all you have to do is go on Pinterest and Holy, I don't even want to blame Martha Stewart for it. I had a coworker who, uh, she was really into that farmhouse, not farmhouse, but that, I'm going to say this and I may get some hate for it, white woman craft time, (laughs) which is just Pinterest. (laughs) You know, it's how five minute crafts makes all their money. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, she had... Seven Christmas trees in her house, seven, in various rooms, and not, they weren't like little Christmas trees, they were giant, and I'm like, first of all, where do you store these? Why would she have, why would she have seven? I don't know. Hmm. Pinterest possibly told her. I don't think that hails back to any kind of, you know, ancient tradition. Yeah, that just, that goes to show, it's like, I mean, like even with Pinterest and what are they presenting these images, you know, they're presenting presenting these images of this certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So now you have people going out and getting tons of trees that probably cost $100 each tree, I'm sure. That's low. That's a low end. The the black tree I got, it was like a little under 70. Right. Which was a good price for it. So now and it was on sale. You got to present a, a, a certain style or mm-hmm. a certain image of a life that is and I get grandiose. It. I mean, I get it because I'm obviously a very aesthetic person where, you know, my everything my life revolves around is visuals, you know, and, and what I put out, that, you know what I mean? That's That's my life. You're obviously more sound with... What dominates your life is more sound as opposed to visuals, you know. And I think there, there's a lot of us that yeah. I know me. I I crave not, abnormal normalcy, right? If that makes sense. Sometimes, like I'll I'll use images and visions and idea because I see it first, and then create yeah. something that would sound like it would need to represent this image yeah no yeah. no and and i'm not you know saying that oh every every uh but creative not, outlet yeah, is yeah. based on one sense i'm right. not you know saying that because we were talking about it and how i uh i can't i don't hear music i visualize music mm-hmm. you know we were talking about that it's like it's how you because if you see a picture are you hearing the picture you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's kind of like that, you know? So it's like when you have a craft that really dominates most of your life. So, yeah, with aesthetics and stuff like that. And on top of that, I I just love the holidays, you know? Like, it's stupid. I know. I, I think part of it comes from 
most most holidays for me are very like and I know everybody knows this it's like they can be a really traumatizing time it feels like most bad things that ever happened in my life happened around the holidays you know I got diagnosed with cancer uh I went in for surgery for a biopsy December 26th the day after Christmas I found out I had cancer on January 2nd the day, you know, New Year, the day after New Year's, my dog, my precious died right before Thanksgiving. Like, it feels like the holidays. That's not all, you know, those aren't the only bad things, but it feels like them all. So for me, I just kind of crave the, the prettiness of it. You know, I, I get it. And I don't know. That's just something that, that I get really, like, obsessed with. Right really obsessed with and I think Mm -hmm. I can't I I think everybody too I mean we live in a place that I'm sorry for some people they find it beautiful I do not find it a beautiful area (laughs) it's dirt uh and bushes that aren't attractive so of course I dream I who doesn't who doesn't dream of a legitimate white Christmas who doesn't dream of you know that kind of character uh Caricaturized the very stereotypical Christmas town. You know what I mean? Like, we go there. We don't have to live here. Oh, yeah, that's true. That was a whole rambling, just me trying to excuse my obsessive thoughts. So, I let's put things into perspective. So, last night, (laughs) I rearranging my living room, trying to clean things up. I use 11 by 17 or tabloid paper frequently uh, for, I just use it for a lot of things. Storing 11 by 17 inch paper is very difficult. So I spent probably three or four days straight just searching for a box that would fit. There are boxes that measure exactly 11 by 17 but they don't fit 11 by 17. They're just a little, because they have your interior size dimensions. So last night I spent like five hours just building a box because I was like, I'm not going to find my answer. I'm just not. So that's what I mean. Like even we were talking about before this, I have those. Really- that's, where the, that's where the true true ingenuity <laughs> comes from. But the, to solve the problem. Now it's time that's to market what it. Is. it. Well, we have, because I have those, those cheap, Upright floor lamps, you know, with the like plastic, frosted plastic (laughs) lampshades. And what did I, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to figure out how to make these look like stained glass, which is not, you know, people do it all the time. Again, Pinterest. When I say white woman crafts, like, trust me, I'm right there with it. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm not not there you're Uh, not not a white woman i am i am the whitest like i won't even lie uh no i i do jump on pinterest quite often for crafts and ideas i want to make a cute little advent calendar you know what i mean like i have trust me but i get so obsessed with it like obsessed and it's all i can think about uh trying to find a tree collar what what is that I didn't know what a tree collar was until like two weeks ago, but it became a mission and I'm just going to make one. Point is, I'm excited for the holidays. I am excited for holiday food. I'm excited to watch Krampus on repeat. I'm excited 
Let's talk about the Zuck. Yeah. Did you see the Metaverse? Yeah. Metaverse video. So, uh, for those who don't know, not quite sure why you haven't heard yet, is that Facebook has now <laughs> changed their name to Meta. So now they are creating a Metaverse, which is a, if you haven't seen it, go check out anywhere available on the internet. I can't go through it, but it's a virtual place that you can visit right so now you are pretty much there where you put the headset on ready player one style you go into the the universe and now you can be whoever you want to be i think he shows in the video where you can sit around with friends and play poker and whatnot even though you can't do that in this universe right no <laughs> that comes into an important psychological question though is because now that it is here like it was always coming so the, the idea is that if you had the ultimate power, what would you do with it? And that is the question. Like the whole yin and yang and good and evil versus evil type of thing. It seems like people always feel that they are the hero of their own story or the villain of their own story. Technically, if you want to be bad, right? It depends on how you're going to idolize the hero or villain at whatever certain stage you are in your lifetime. Anyways, where you're at, are you dissatisfied with life or satisfied with life? That's an argument. Like, what if, what if you could transfer your consciousness directly into the metaverse? Would you transfer your consciousness into the metaverse if you can change everything you dislike about this life. Like, okay, my thinking is if if we were at the point where it was like San Junipero. Right. Black Mirror, which there's a reason it is the most renowned episode of the whole series. Uh because it's a one it's the best episode of anything. But where you can feel and taste and touch and and smell and all of that I don't know. I feel like like in that aspect, yes, but that's not where we're at right now. You know, they they were using avatars of their younger selves. They weren't using, you know, avatars of you can be avatar. Yeah, you <laughs> you can know, they be weren't whatever you want. Exactly. Uh, like, the 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 gender is out the window. That I could see how that could be really beneficial for a lot of people, though. Right. Color, that actually color classism all that stuff out the way but i also feel like <laughs> every issue we face every societal stigma taboo bias hate phobia all of it is man made i'm sorry it all is and n hate is not Hate is just, it's it's man-made. You know what I mean? So I feel like with hate and power, and if people are in charge of their avatars in this metaverse or whatever, it's not going to matter. Well, maybe right now. It's still going to happen. Maybe right. Because humans are, they're, well, maybe, just, maybe they're right supremacists. Now. But think about this, though, is because this is obviously going to have an AI-generated field, right? So right now, it's here. AI is here. Humans have created AI, yet it's interesting that AI replicates human behavior because of its programming, right? So it programs certain 
ways of being and there are like forums on the internet where ai are a arguing with other ai bots on the internet because they've learned that behavior yeah right because they've learned the behavior through the programmer but there's talks of new technology to where you're able to i don't know if apple's designing it or not but you can tell apple to code you something very much like a 3d printer like here's where <laughs> i want a 3d printer like, that's the exact thought imagine how much better our lives would be if we had a 3d printer think about that what you just said you know you can actually create anything you wanted to right now without a 3d printer oh yeah no i was going back to our christmas conversation exactly i was like oh you know for my niece like i want to make her like a little unicorn horn to you know custom to her right and of course it's i have everything i would need for that i have the clay i have all of it you have everything but my brain is like oh i could 3d print that and why why when i can actually just it's not a difficult thing to sculpt at all <laughs> exactly and that is the very interesting part about humans is because we think that this metaverse isn't going to have some kind of like ai integration and when ai becomes so advanced they're going to going to happen where the ai determines that humans are now of the cow level right because yeah. as humans their use is obsolete right except for food yeah right which is not true but right and that's when the other stuff comes into argument is like i'm not i don't want to create an argument about this thing it's just this is the way it is mm -hmm. right so then i'm just saying that's the way that's going to be ai will come along and determine you know depending on your sci-fi take i'm sure there's movies and books and everything about the a AI. million well i mean you know yeah. like the house or the little red guy or whatever what it was i'm sure I can't remember all of them right now. It's here. So there's no worry about it. There's no complaining or arguing about it. It's here. There it is. The question is, though, would you upload your consciousness into it? Like, you could leave right now. You can leave. But what if, at one point, you had to make one decision? You put your consciousness in or you do not? Like, if I, like I said, if it was like San Junipero... You know, like I said, if if we could genuinely actually create a utopia where classism, racism, well, that, all of those isms cease to exist. Well, if you had if you had an AI computer overlord, those would not exist because they're human problems, right? But like we are talking about if they who programmed if it. the AI programmed the AI, though, such as if the AI was able to become so intelligent that it has decided that all this stuff that humans have taught it is now uh, garbage, essentially. Yeah. Now it just knocks it all out and says, that's, okay. that's all garbage. So now this is the world. This is the world you live in because this is our idea of perfect world. Now they are the lords, though. They are the overlords. So, okay. So here's here's my idea. Here's I figured this out, how to create the utopia. All right. Okay. So you don't get a give, no. You no, don't get a no, choice. No, 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 no. The AI have decided. The okay, utopia. fine. Well, here they can listen to this idea and be like, "That's actually a really good idea." So what if? Okay, we have to do the captcha quizzes, right? Or those god awful, you know, select each picture that has a bus in it, 
and it's got the okay. You know, let me let me. But let me put we it, do that for humans. Let me put it. But this we way. do it like, please select because they we already do this as it is with scientific study studies. Yeah. Please select the objects, and if anybody selects a woman or a person of color. Don't let them in. Don't let them upload themselves because, unfortunately, those are real studies. But here's, but here's, um. <laughs> here's, a, here's a classic, okay, to jump off the metaverse then because in the metaverse, say you wanted a specific magical power, okay? Say you wanted to join the wizarding world or whatnot. You can just yes. pop it on, yes. goodbye. Yeah, you don't even have to finish that statement, yes. But here's the here's another kicker though for you. Okay, take the metaverse out of the equation. If you had magical abilities right now, what would you do with them? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Exactly. I well, it also kind of depends on the universe in which you're speaking of. Are we talking about like the magicians? Are we talking Harry Potter? Are we going okay, into so you need, you need territory? A, or are we you need going a specific, into you need a specific DC power territory? then? Okay, so there's no specific universe where this power exists. What if you had the ability to create fire? Okay. What would you do with it? I cannot like, say that live on a podcast. Instant, like exactly. <laughs> See, that's that's the deal. It's like okay, instantaneously you can create fire. Obviously, humans can create fire anyways. Yeah. It, you don't need magical abilities yeah. to create fire. So that's where the whole magic thing. It's yeah. like okay, so you can shoot fireballs, but it's, it's like, like okay, it's... so then if you can shoot fireballs, what are you gonna do with it? Yeah. Right. Uh, exactly. So that's where the whole superhero, supervillain yeah, thing. Yeah, because then the only thing to rationally use it against that's, are supervillains. That's why I can't wrap my head around the whole Marvel and DC thing is because it's like, okay, well, they both have equal powers, but they have human intentions, right? So they give these super beings with godlike abilities human intentions. Well, Doom Patrol, <laughs> Doom Patrol makes sense. Right. Because... Spoiler alert for those who haven't finished season one or I haven't gone through any of the comics or anything. Uh, the whole point and purpose of these creature, these these mutants, uh, is because one person created them in the search for his immortality. Right. That's it. Right. He wasn't trying to create a little army. He wasn't trying to do anything. What do you he think? was just trying. What do you think the metaverse is for? I'm fine with that. I'm saying exactly. Give that's, me immortality. That, that's the that's the deal. It's like humans. That's the human. That's what I think. Technology. And then when, when technology the is only in existence. Finally dies. We'll just short circuit. We won't even. Yeah, know. because humans have always needed the immortality venture. Like, how is it that we're able to remember, you know, humans from thousands of years ago, Alexander the Great, right? Because the inventor Im immortality factor right mm -hmm. so you have these conquerors that come into existence and they do these horrendous horrible things yeah and it's because we say oh well they did this you know and yet here we are thousands yeah. of years later you know and it's 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 always the human need to you know have this immortal perception of themselves in which that they believe that there is no end for the, the human race as an animal, you know, until a, a AI overlord takes care of that little little snip snip right yeah. there. <laughs> hmm.
I have thoughts. They're just literally things that I cannot say <laughs> out no, loud. No, no, no. Because like, there's like three three people who are listening now, too. It's like, well, he attacked, you know, AC, DC, Marvel, AI. <laughs> he attacked. Why am I even listening to him anymore? <laughs> no. You know? Uh, but these are the true thoughts, though. You can argue and complain or anything about that, about the metaverse just coming through whatnot, but it's here and it's coming. And I it's can like see where AI. it would be advantageous. Know. You know, I do. Like, I think it would be absolutely delightful, you know, if, if me and my best friend who lives once a month, we could sit down and, you know, have our little fun avatars, you know, like IRL, what was that stupid one called? MView or whatever from like. 2003 or whatever it was uh you know and we could just sit and hang out you know what i mean like i would love that because it's hard for us to get together just her schedule and everything so where it's like we could actually just sit down and like that's what have the fun or even like with meetings or you know i feel like to do that you know in place of zoom you know what i mean like i can see where there's cool things that in the the ad you showed me they actually like got to see lot like an artist placing art yeah that's cool we're already kind of pushing those those formats you know especially via covid there were so many virtual art shows of course it's not the same as seeing art in person it's not unless it's a digital rendition that was meant to be viewed in that space but to see no if you're going to look at the mona lisa obviously it's a little bit different, you know, to see it on a screen versus seeing it in person. We know that. Like, nobody's trying to compare those apples and oranges. We're also looking for the future. Right. Well, the Mona Lisa, oh, I'm going to get so much hate for this. I'm going to get so much hate for this. Mona Lisa, beautiful, gorgeous. It wasn't famous until very long ago. Uh, it was quite irrelevant, actually. Who cares? We know all we need to know. Yes, it's so cool to study. Really interesting to see, you know, the things that were originally there to theorize about, uh, you know, that the Mona Lisa actually had more defined eyebrows. You know what I mean? Like, Who cares about what? We're moving into spaces now, virtual and everything like that, where things are very different. When I do my pieces anymore... I don't think about the original as much as I think about what's what it's going to look like in print and on the internet, essentially, on, on, on a screen. Because that's the... You know what I mean? Like, no, there are people is, who it, will see the original and be like, oh, that's really amazing. Or that's really cool. I really appreciate how you do this. That is the... But that's also what kind of COVID yeah. taught us is that's not always guaranteed yeah and that's that's the entire idea of our our physical world versus the digital world is because the digital world is indeed coming yeah it's already here in a in a small sense it is now but imagine what it's gonna be like in 50 years Mm -hmm. because that doesn't seem like a long time but it is a long time because 50 years ago all of this stuff was still baby ideas too and they were just ideas 50 years ago yeah right but now it's here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what my mom said. Like, yeah, she said we're supposed to have flying cars, and I think that's mostly what people fear about things and why they create so much conflict over technology is because can you absolutely trust everybody with technology because of your intent? the The idea isn't the idea isn't like 
what can you trust people with things? It's like, yeah, what, because what it, knowledge can you trust people or trust even yourself with the knowledge? Like some things you think you're going to do, but you don't do is because of the knowledge. You remember that movie, The Big Short? No. I mean, I know, but yeah, like. So those guys in The Big Short, there's like those hedge fund guys. They knew what was going to happen with the, the 2008, right? They knew what was going to happen. Well, you know what they did? With that knowledge that they knew that they could have, you know, made the impact less, but they didn't capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is so our reality. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you have godlike knowledge or godlike power. What do you do with it? Yeah. You as somebody who cannot understand the gravity of the situation, like the Godhead, quoting my main man, Alan Watts, the Godhead doesn't understand itself right the knife can't cut itself right so how are you supposed to be able to know what to do with this power the ultimate power whether it corrupts you or not yeah you know uh it's the same thing it's it's like okay well here's what i'm really trying to take away i heard something yesterday i think that was the biggest like eye-opener in my own mind is we as humans have godlike technology but we have primitive brains. Yeah. Right? So unless we had godlike brains... Mm-hmm. Then... And I guess that's kind of what I was getting at, you yeah. know, in terms of the hate and everything kind of seeping in there because that is very much a primitive way of thinking, isn't it? Hate and all of that. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 oh, I can't think of the word. Yeah, uh, But that. that's so primitive. So, of course, you know, if, if an AI we're in charge yeah it'd be a different story yeah and then that's what humans fear because now humans fear that their godlike status doesn't exist because now there's another leader you know the ai and that's what makes ai overlords and all that stuff so scary because now you are now helpless essentially uh maybe they might maybe they might throw you a little bone don't know so in short guess we'll see in short what we have what we have spoken of is exactly (laughs) exactly um an iteration of glenn and glenn in superstore the electric uh cleaning robot yeah a big box store right who's gotten a name and is named Glenn mm-hmm. and Glenn the human manager and they are warring right they are warring what well, if oh my gosh this was way funnier in my head if you don't know what i'm talking about please go watch superstore right now <laughs> it's where it makes sense I think know. on it cuz you watched superstore yeah superstore <laughs> no yeah that's true you know it's it's not the technology that's holding us back. It's your intent on what to do with it mm-hmm. and, and your ideas behind the knowledge to have it and everything like that. You know, it's like it's like the, the same thing with, we were talking about the 3D printer. It's like, OK, if you had a 3D printer, it would make it easier because you could 3D print this stuff. even though you had. But the, would it? Because then I, st- I have to learn how to actually make 3D models and all that. Like that's where the technical aspect in your yes. brain is kind of kind of makes the disconnect because now we're always looking for an easy route but then we don't give enough credit to the ability to create like the easier route yeah. you know it's like because you could 
sculpt and, and create and whatnot. But even then though- again, look at like Leica Studios, who uses uh, 3D printing right. for a lot of their right. models. And Leica Studios, they're all stop motion and everything. Right. And they how they go about animating is so interesting and so cool. And that's the thing deal with the, the 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 primitive brain aspect. It's because yeah, you'd have to learn three D modeling. But what was it? Was that movie Alec Baldwin? And was it Alec Baldwin and somebody? And they were on a mountain. And to get his buddy on the mountain, Alec Baldwin's like, "If one man can, so can another." And they keep repeating that trip back to each other. And he's like, "If one man can, so can another." And they they traverse up this mountain in the snow dude this this movie's from like the early 90s i'm sure like there's five guys like <laughs> it's this right now yeah because i have no idea but uh i can't remember if one of his other brothers were in that or not i can't remember who the other guy was right off the top of my head i'm not gonna fact check it either we're gonna let that one just slide into the ether like if i guess we'll anyone never... in the car or anybody who no, listens no absolutely not we're just gonna let this do be a human thought just let it slide in the ether no more google bye but i would like to know <laughs> we'll probably google it afterwards actually we won't google it because google my it. phone won't allow the tracking of google so now we use a little app that won't track you <laughs> <laughs> all that what he said i'm going to get Back to work. You can find us at theworldofmyth.com on Facebook and the Twitter at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine and on Instagram at the World of Myth Bits. Get ready for the new uh, world order there. It's coming.